Hello and welcome back to Final Sector and the Mexico Grand Prix debrief, where we ask the question, once again, is Perez washed? Uh, the answer, of course, once again is yes. Uh, and if the rumours are to be believed, he and Alonso will be switching seats for 2024. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> uh, thoughts in terms of those seat rumors going around i think there's something obviously there you'd have to be yeah i don't know from another planet to try and still disagree on that yeah thoughts on being washed it's an interesting one i think that might be a decent talking point i wouldn't necessarily say this was a washed weekend for him um especially this half of the year you could even argue through weird strange ways that this was his best weekend of the year um for, for other aspects but we can talk about that in due time anyway yes yes well uh yeah <laughs> um you're just like another one of these episodes yeah. gonna be for two hours <laughs> uh i mean there's there's a lot we can talk about i've kind of separated my notes pretty much just into like qualifying and race qualifying is this whole there's a lot of like separate things to talk about there i kind of just yeah. want to talk about the race first and then we'll get sure. to qualifying um but obviously the race we had, um, again, get to it. We had the Ferraris starting one and two, uh, which I don't think either of us expected going from our preview. I don't yeah. think anyone ever no, expected. I don't think no. Ferrari expected. No, <laughs> true. Yeah, I think they were pretty surprised that they uh, they were starting there. But um, Max did what, what Max does. And uh, as he did, was it last year where he went from P3 to P1 by T1? And... Uh, the rest yeah. was kind of history with that. So, you know, well done, Max. But behind him, there was actually quite a lot going on. Uh, well, I, I guess beside him, there was a lot going on as behind, well. Yes, um, behind yes. him, adjacent to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, both Red Bulls actually got a really, really good start off the line, which I, I read that apparently uh, Red Bull have quote fixed whatever issues they were having early on so we can't use that uh, we can't use that anymore as like ah the red bulls don't start very well we can't use that because now they do yes. so um just one one less weakness they definitely definitely <laughs> needed uh to try and keep anyone in the hunt but uh yeah, yeah so checo you know obviously that's the big big talking point checo had uh, quite a decent start as well three wide into t1 very rarely works and he was the one who kind of took himself out of it uh i don't think yeah. anyone except for the, the the mexican fans blamed anyone other than checo even checo blamed checo yeah. really yes so he did. um but yeah so he, he kind of took himself out uh turning in just slightly too early to to charles uh charles actually got some wing damage but i don't know if that changed his pace it didn't seem to or if it if it did it didn't or if it did change his pace he he didn't show it but um mm -hmm. yeah obviously Perez had pretty sizable damage and, and and did retire the car so um yeah it's I don't know how much more I can say about it like I know even his most his biggest critic in in Helmut Marco is even he's just like you know what you can't really blame him. It's a it's it's a move for the potential lead, and he took himself out. But I don't I don't know. It just on the back of it's this such season. a case of what could have been like exactly, how the weekend yeah. was building. As I understood, you know, we've had, I mean, as we say, so many races in the second half of this year where he's just been so far off Max and even so far off everyone else. And they mm. were saying that apparently in practice, his long round pace was actually really strong. Like even arguably as that, strong yeah. as Max, as you could argue. As, as, I guess they look strong in different ways, but still enough where 
depending on how qualifying the start of the race theoretically would have played out as of, you know, still talking free practice 2-3, um, there was, you know, a decent chance he could have knocked out a good result. And that's similar to what we were saying, where we expected the Red Bull to be strong here. Mm. I guess something that really we missed in our discussion, and, and I really missed, was we talked a lot about the engine and how the engine power is different and such, but... Um, the fact that because of the air quality, how it affects the aerodynamics. Mm. And everyone's saying that everyone looks like they load a car that has a lot of aero, but the effect they actually get is very Monza-esque. It's like very light on the yeah, aero yeah. here, um, which really doubly amplifies the, the Red Bull, but does still change change things a little bit, as we saw from other cars, which maybe we weren't thinking would be strong and actually were really strong. And yep. as we get into it, part of the reason why teams like the Alpha Tari was actually a really strong car, because it liked a car that was efficient here, right? Yep. Um but still, so so we had, yeah, we'll go into qualifying as well, which was very close. Again, although Checo started, um, ironically, behind Ricardo, he was actually very close to Max um, and really was st- still, in that, still in that fight. And he got, yeah, the killer start. I mean, he was starting fifth. Yes, this is a place where as long as you start average enough, then it's all about the slipstream. It's all mm. about, you know, try- trying to find your way through. As we saw in the second restart... So, you know, you got, actually got to be on your toes. We'll go into it again with a few drivers that kind of, you know, made some decisions that could have saved big accidents as well here. Mm. Um, but Checker had such a launch from fifth um, and then going around the outside and he even said, he said, look, you know, knowing I guess that his pace was strong here, if he had have made it around the outside, even if he had have just gotten second and Max is yeah. in first, who knows how that could have led the rest of his race, right? And, you know, it, maybe he knows this is his last year in f1 in red bull you know and he's as much as every year he's celebrated here it felt like this year it was sky high the support from you know more it seems to double every year for him Mm. um so he yeah he admitted he just said he he went for a move he could have hung it you know around really wide but then he knew that that, you know he was just going to be stuck in the dirt or whatever he's just said just got to go for it right yeah and it's almost like if he was just doing this kind of thing every weekend even if he retired now and then this is still better than him starting sixth, yeah. falling to eighth, and then he's not, you know, he's getting faffed about, whatever. It's like, it's like if the rest of the season was even average, you'd look at this and not, <clears throat> you'd say it's unfortunate, but yeah. you'd say, but still overall, his, his pace was good. You know, he's, you know, he, he went for something, which was always what the critics said about Gasly and Albon in the past in that car, was that they never just yeah. went for something, you know, and that, you know, so this was almost like, if he just did this more often, that would be fine, even if it crashes now and then, mm. but... It's just a shame the one time he seemed to have a weekend that was coming together, and, yeah. and yeah, it just, just goes to just tears. Slightly and... misjudge it, and that's that's all. She I know, writes, yeah, so, and it was yeah. probably fortunate for for um <clears throat> for the Claire that, as we said, he got that damage, and that's what I mean by the error, where they're even yeah. saying the error matters so little that for all we know it could have even helped him a little bit. You know, it's <laughs> it's that kind of thing where sometimes yeah. you know it, it could yeah um, change things differently. So that's why yeah, even though we saw. It was basically the whole end plate flew off, which at some other circuits, you know, is, is like game over. We need to box. We're just, it's undrivable. But here he kind of said, I don't notice anything is wrong. Mm, so, um, yeah. yeah. So Haas would have been like, give him the meatball flag. This is bullcrap. <laughs> every, every other car is yeah. allowed to stay out except for us. Yeah. Yep. So that was funny. But, um, yeah. Shame. Again, shame for Perez. And even, yeah, Leclerc afterwards was saying he feels, you know, bad because it was his home race. Mm. He's like, you know, he tried to get out the way. I think he did do everything he could, really. I don't think Max as well like caused the incident by throwing it nah. either. Really, the three of them were all just doing what they could. And as Hamilton said after the race, he he pulled a me in Qatar, is what yeah, Hamilton yeah. said. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So, what could have been... Maybe could have spiced the race up. That's the mm. thing. You know, I feel like as we'll go into with a few other teams, 
if cars had started differently, I think this actually could have been a real spicy race. But yep. Max got the great start. The Ferraris then didn't really have it, which just meant that Max got that lead, and then we were just okay looking for the fight for P two P three again. So, yep. yep, classic twenty twenty three race. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely was. But um, yeah, I mean, if you did mention some of those drivers that were sort of out of position, I want to talk about, and obviously a lot of people talking about um, Lando Norris. Uh, he started P eighteen seventeen after penalty, something like that. Uh, way down the grid. He started way, way down the grid. Uh, 19. He P- was last, P-, 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 There you except go. Except for, um, yeah. Um, except would have been Sonoda because engine penalties? Maybe not. Maybe someone uh, behind him. Sergeant got a 10-place grid penalty as well. He might have started. Yes. Yep. So he started behind. Um, yep. I, I, starting grid. Hold yes. On, I got it. Yep. yep. It, yeah. w- uh, it would have been Sergeant, I think, because he didn't make Q3, so he would have dropped. Yeah, so Stroll was at the back because he, he made they made some changes he started from the pit lanes they made some yes that's right car. that's right he did too. then it was yep, sergeant yep, yep. for the penalty then it was sonoda who they announced earlier in the weekend would would be would um they'd be making some changes and then it was norris so who, it was p17 um, after everything was applied yeah so okay. yes you're right yeah yeah okay getting myself As confused either way like he qualified p19 um he he had a Again, we'll, we'll go into qualifying, but, you know, just couldn't get a lap together, got hindered by yellow flags, things like that. Um, but the the race, mate, people are saying it's his best race ever. It's kind of hard to disagree. This is something that you would see, like, he had the, pretty consistently throughout the race, he had the same pace as Max. Um, yeah. And he was absolutely flying through the field. And this is even after, again, we'll get to it, the red flag that came out, and he made up a bunch of places and then dropped back after the restart like four or five places and then made them back up to come home and take p5 in that second half of the race he had super super pace in that mclaren um it's do you you see it as one as one of his best because it's it's kind of hard i mean yeah yeah it shows that it's just another thing showing that if Mm. mclaren you know can get their stuff together over the uh the summary even start with a car that's relatively close to Red Bull. You'd like, you know, if this is as much firepower as he's got in a weekend, that's going pretty, pretty crap. You mm. know, he's he's. It. I'm not saying he's like. I don't know how to say this point. I've got like two or three things I can't merge together. <laughs> it's like some drivers would have that poor qualifying, like Perez, mm. and you just don't have faith in the race that he's going to make it up, right? He might get, to, like, might get is... to the back of the points if he's lucky. Exactly. And he, and this, exactly. And he has like by far the best car, and you're still... And like, he's already uh... thinking like the weekend ahead or exactly, something. He's not yeah. worrying about what he can do here, right? Yeah. What he can salvage. But you have Norris here, who had a really bad qualifying. And a few. He, there's been a bit of a trend now where qualifying... You feel like he's really trying to go for that top step of the mm. podium, right? He's really trying to smash it out, which is fair enough because, although yes, I guess McLaren is chasing now third for the constructors, like their, their overall goal and everything isn't to still say let's do what we can to be safe and try to get third. They're more saying, let's just you know go through practice and everything as we say, preparation for next year. So that's probably why Norris is trying to really push everything to the edge of the envelope for quality, which is mm. why for a few races now. We've seen him make these consistent little mistakes, but if that is a mistake that sets him back, it doesn't. It doesn't get him down. You know, he still comes back into the race day, mm. and he just makes up for it. You know, he like like he was so down on qualifying. He just said, "This is awful." Like, yes, it was unlucky with how everything worked out and the tires and all that jazz. Because 
it was one of those weekends where some teams actually got through on the mediums and they were trying to do a similar thing. But on his real push lap, where he had the time, he had the space, he did make that error. And he said that was just on him, you know. And he came back to say, you know, at a race where people were struggling to overtake, where those DRS trains, you know, that car was strong. He still, yeah, just gunned it, you yeah. know. Um, even on a race where tire wear actually really mattered. And he was still passing people and that tire wear didn't even seem to affect him, you know, mm. as they went through. So Engine cooling I as guess, well, like all that sort of thing, yeah. like where everyone's trying yeah. to go into these like cooling management. It's not just slipstream everyone. You yeah. can't just, yeah, you can't you've just... got to also, yeah, go in and out, yeah. manage it. Yep. Hot brakes, of course, if you're doing big overtakes, yeah. brakes overheating. Which we saw um, with Magnussen causing his, 100%. His failure, which caused a percent. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's hard to argue. I mean, mm. people even say Piastri had a good weekend and yet Norris finished several places up the road for him starting yeah. near the back you know so people are even using Piastri to say he had good yeah then yeah Norris yeah it was, it was exceptional that's what I mean we were kind of robbed imagine if we had we'll talk about it I feel like Ferrari <laughs> starting P1 was really bad for this race yeah. if it was like Hamilton Max Norris like his oh, one mate. two three that would have been or great. Perez four oh yeah. who knows what the hell would have happened right it's like those damn Ferraris could qualify mm. but they're crap in the race they ruin it <laughs> they just act as a cork and everything just gets split out yeah. just get him out of there stop qualifying on pole just set your car up for the race it's please has <laughs> got this learn... dumb record now where it's yeah. like ten races without a win from pole <laughs> please just learn from Red Bull please please I know do what Red different Bull different topic but yeah. yes it's um. It's exciting, for, as I say, mm. if we're hoping things continue to close up, you know, Norris is on it, Hamilton will get into, again, really on it. <sighs> Who knows what the, what the future could store, right? Mm. There could be something cooking here that's going to pop off and be bloody brilliant for the next few years. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that there's multiple teams, like, it's it's drivers from multiple teams as well. It's not just, like, yeah. uh, one from one team or one from another or two teammates like it has been in the past. It's like, yeah, it could exactly. be three or four teams that are in there, which is, yeah, it's exciting times. But, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about qualifying. We've already alluded to it. Um, sure. I don't actually understand how Ferrari managed to get that one, too, because I was watching qualifying. I watched <laughs> FP1, 2, and 3 as well. Like, it... This whole, all of qualifying just confused the hell out of me. Like, particularly Q3, like even Q, Q1, Q2, and all of practice, Ferrari looked absolutely fucking nowhere. Like, nowhere. And then they do one run. Not, As expected. Yes, exactly. It's not which like is where like, yeah, no, it's fine. That was by the book. In, in <laughs> our preview, we were like, yeah, no, this is generally one of their weakest tracks. So this is what we're expecting. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. This is where they're supposed to be. They do one run, their first run in Q3. Not even their second run, their first run. Both of them get P1, P2 faster than Max. Max can't beat it in his second run either. And neither can the Ferraris. They're both like six or seven tenths off on their <laughs> second runs on fresh tires. It's like, what? how did you do the first lap? How did you both manage to do the first lap out of nowhere? Of a just something. Yeah, mojo juice. Who knows? So, so strange. I just don't get it. it was, it's, it's like... It feels like it was... I mean, obviously, their race was pretty strong, but it feels like literally the only lap of the weekend where they actually showed anything. One lap, and it was to get them P1, P2. Like you said, potentially ruined a really good... What could have been a really good race. Yeah, Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's so strange. It's just so, so strange. I don't... don't, I don't know if you have any insight to that. I just thought it was... I, no, I don't know. I was it's... sitting there scratching my head afterwards. Like, I just don't... I don't get it. Yep. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like the other stuff. Up. Yep. It could just be that... 
I, I think we saw that actually it was really hard to get a really consistent lap here. That's yeah. the reason why Norris struggled and other drivers struggled as well. So I think it was just so tough to get a good lap. Mm. Um, even Albon, you know, who looks very strong that a week and went to quality. Yeah. And we was having horrible pace. And he's like, we literally changed nothing. And, yeah. you know, we saw so many cars through that second sector, which... Um, you get some great shots here. I realize as well because there's so much less aero coming from the actual aero or downforce coming mm. from the aero rather that the um, what do they call it? The mechanical grip from the tires mm. matters so much. Yep. And you see them in the slow mo going through that snake section and how much the tires are like stressing and straining, and that's mm. why they slip all over the place. And that's why it was even more important here to get a good warm up. It's part of the reason we'll go into why people were customizing gaps in the pit lane and faffing around with it because it's like you needed to get it dead on otherwise yeah. you were like albon and norris going tires slightly out of degrees and then no confidence and no mechanical grip and you mm. can't get any pace out of it whatsoever and maybe the ferraris just started on the right temperature just had the right slipstream maybe and just, just finessed it got around, it right yeah i think it's just credit to them both you know maybe, i think ferrari yeah. again if they get a good car we know they've got two good competent drivers and this showed that yep. Yeah, when when they get it together, the yeah. both of them, yeah, they can they can do something magical. It, so it could have been that even on their second runs as well, which is why they couldn't replicate it. Maybe they just just slightly overdriving it for that second run. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah, because they already know they're booked it in and to get something even special. They've got a yeah. balls to the walls. Yeah, and... which just doesn't work here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one driver who you said it was really hard to find consistent laps. One driver who who did manage consistently to to get good times all through qualifying was Daniel Ricciardo, who yep. in all three qualifying sessions just would just looked a million dollars, like qualified P four, obviously, uh, as as you said earlier. Um, and I think he out qualified. One of the notes I had was that he out qualified Perez in Q one, Q two, and Q three. Like he just he did he just has the the, the magic touch around here um and just just could eke, eke out a, a really really strong lap here yeah. like and you know I it was it obviously P four is incredibly strong it's a little bit disappointing that because Sonoda already had his like he already knew was starting from the back of the grid he did give him a toe Q one Q two but you know, he got that P4 on merit, but it's kind of yes. disappointing we couldn't see him compared to Sonoda. We still haven't had a yeah. good comparison between yeah. the two of them since Danny Rick came back. Yeah, so it's a little bit disappointing. Um, and even in the race, it's like they both ran very, very different races, so it's kind of hard to compare them. But, I mean, in, in their own way, they both sort of had, uh, I think, really promising races. I think out that, I don't know if, Again, it's so so hard this season to be like, oh, AlphaTauri, look, they've just they've found something, or they, you know, their upgrades have done something. It's like, but is it just because we're at Mexico and next weekend they're going to be nowhere? Like, it, it's probably yeah. a big thing. I think when we talked about car efficiency, their car apparently was just set up really well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, we saw that with the fact that Sonoda even started near the back. He made that error near the end of the race, which was a shame. But even he, like compared to Norris, the two of them were always moving through the yep. field together. They like, were both fast. Noda's pace when gone through. Yeah. Yes, was very strong. And Ricardo was 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 different. Mm. Uh, I think I would argue. God, it's really hard to say the performance of the cars. I think the Red Bull was the quickest car this weekend. The McLaren probably second quickest. I'd even put that AlphaTauri ahead of the Mercedes overall because I. Th I think Lewis, 
I think Lewis gets some credit that he was doing really well here. Russell mm. really struggled all weekend, which I think yeah. showed that Hamilton was flattering the car a bit with how amped up and well he was doing and some good passes he made. Mm. Um, so, and I think even Ricardo, if he had have actually been in here for a few races, probably could have even done something even better today. The fact that this is what he did. This is his first real race weekend where he's actually had the free practice time to set up the car as he wants. We saw mm. him... Uh, there's been a lot of good content coming out about Ricardo basically analysis on him from since he's returned since Austin mm. and Austin although he was fairly all right most of the weekend his performance was mainly just due to to uh, circumstances out of his control um we talked about it last time how he uh, had some blockages and such um which he couldn't have done anything about mm. um but into that weekend because it was a sprint weekend he had to use basically Yuki's default setup and he and Yuki like to drive the car very differently and this is a car where actually it can be set up quite differently, which which is is part of the reason why he's enjoyed coming back here because mm-hmm. Yuki like it's likes it one way, Ricardo likes it the other way, and the car can cater for both. Um, and this was the first weekend where he actually had the full three practice sessions, and they found the setup that he really liked. Yeah. And this this is the first proper time he's felt comfy with a car that felt strong. Now. Again, if Yuki had have then maybe not had his penalty and such, maybe if he got P2, then we'd still be saying, oh, well, it's great for both of them, but then, yeah. you know, it overshadows Ricardo a bit. So we still haven't had that baseline with the two of them to say, you know, what's going on. But yeah. irrespective, the fact that at a track like this, even if it was unique, as I said, the fact that car could even be the third quickest car it's, when yeah, they incredible. were starting 10th in the constructors, you know, starting at the race. And for majority um, of the year, you could argue, I mean, I would argue that they have been the 10th quickest car. Um, yes, they've never so. looked quicker than like the 8th or the 7th, even in their prime, yeah. right? Yeah. They've had to get a bit lucky in, in that scrap. Yeah. Um, so it's credit to Ricardo. It's credit to Yuki other than that that era when he tried to overtake Piastri, which is unfortunate, yeah. but the team didn't really blame him, you know. Um, he yeah, they still he, he blamed Piastri though because he kept oh, kicking yes. up a stink. Like even after the race about how he didn't get a penalty, it's like, ah, come on, bro, take take your medicine. Yeah. He would need to. Yeah, once he goes back in debrief, he'll probably realize that. Right? He's obviously frustrated because yeah. he was making such a surge, and and they know how much those points matter, right? But that's why it's good that at least they still cashed in. Yeah. Went from tenth now now to eighth. They're technically tied. But because of how the results work, yeah, I be- think because it- this was their best position. Position. Yep. Yep. They do technically follow it, so that's that's. I think people are calling it like, yeah, it's like a twenty million dollar race result for them because that's the difference in cash they've got now. Yeah. And yeah, if you're Haas or or, or um, Alfa Romeo, even Williams, yeah, you're looking at this going. I think Williams, yeah, definitely. Yeah, these last three races, that that's almost you know, yep. like we have this P two fight and P three fight, but it's kind of I think playing out. You know, the mm. results as they are, are probably going to stay as is. But yeah, this this fight is intense as anything yeah. like you know so so again but alpha tarry we said this last time a team that's maybe got that push behind their step are going to use this a team like you know Haas or alpha, <coughs> alpha romeo are going to be like well crap you know what can we you know yeah uh, bollocks yeah <laughs> so, especially considering alpha romeo as well they i think that was it the first time this year they got both cars into q3 and they looked like they had really good pace and they they had okay pace in the race. I think they both kind of got a little unlucky of the red flag timing because yeah. I think they both pit like a lap or a few laps before the red flag where they would have been able to get a free change. So Yeah. Um, and then obviously Bottas had his uh, slight brain fart at the end of the race anyway, which gave him a... Even if he was in the points, that, you know, would yes, have uh, taken him out of Yes, train of mm. cars that were yeah. <laughs> fapping about. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, I think that that like you said that that fight down the order is going to get very interesting, particularly if Alpha Tauri, like I um, like I mentioned, if it is more than just track specific things, like maybe maybe it's like a bit of column A, bit of column B, and it's just like you say, if they are you know arguably the third fastest car here you wouldn't expect that going forward but maybe this could mean they could be the sixth fastest car at brazil like yeah um which is already a that car that's going to cash in the p9 p10 really yeah they get that even for the next three races yeah that could be enough if they're they're fighting with like aston's alpines for for those minor points then you know what that's a big big step up for them and 100 again with a sprint weekend as well if they can sneak into sprint points you know there's only 10 points i think between them and williams so that'd it's be not a tremendous gap no, especially really when not. you consider yeah how much you can score if you just sneak above those yeah, yeah. you want to know places. you want to know what else is a pretty small gap is the one between perez and hamilton which has just come down to uh 20 yes. Um, Again, if if Perez hadn't gotten lucky last weekend, then mm. yes, it's still just even, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Again. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> what's more to say? But uh... on the weekend, he probably is gonna have his best performance. It's also a shame. Like again, if this was just in a vacuum. Mm. As I say, there's still some positives you could take from it, but yeah, mm. there is huge ramifications for that P2, the fact that he didn't finish here. So yep, yep. even if you have just cashed in a lazy P4, P5, that still would have been more than enough for him that he needs to do, you know, even if Hamilton's yep. getting P2s, threes, but yeah, yeah. yeah considering oh, he brother. is getting like, yeah, was it back to back P2s now, isn't it? So like if he's now on this sort of, particularly coming into a track at Brazil where Mercedes are, normally pretty quick as well yeah um, there's gonna be a trend i think when we're talking about our uh yes <laughs> <preview>. um <laughs> so i think that perez there is every chance that he could still finish behind hamilton uh particularly now that hamilton's got got his tail up a bit and he yep. he's gonna be uh, obviously he really likes brazil as well so um and a new track in las vegas who knows who knows what the hell will happen there either who knows? So, um, I guess, I mean, I guess we haven't really talked about it. We had obviously the red flag in the middle of the race, which did, it's, I guess it, there, there were a few things, a few ramifications. Um, you know, the, the Ferraris were running the one-stop race at the time. Um, you know, everyone pretty much, every other team or every other driver was like, it's, you know, two-stop race. And the Ferrari drivers were both, the Ferrari team and the Ferrari drivers are both like, yeah, it's a one-stop. And we never really got to see it eventuate i don't out. No. i don't know if it would have but that's the, i mean the thing is like when you when you think about the red flag timing and how um was it the mercedes and the mclarens and someone else also they went on to scrubbed mediums and did half the race yeah. distance on scrubbed mediums yeah on lower fuel and it's like well maybe they maybe the one stop could have worked so maybe we were slightly robbed of that towards the end of the race um i'm surprised of all the teams to do it the ferrari the high tire wear high te- t- yeah, like tire those deg top three four teams were yeah. the team that tried to do that but you know maybe it just uh, adds to the oddity of their car for the weekend right yeah weird, i think yeah. i think what you're saying on the red flag it, it came hmm. at a time where i think it did excite because it gave us a chance for another battle at the race win yeah 
But some other stories that might have played out, I guess it did simmer them down a little bit, mm. um, which was unfortunate. So I wouldn't say it was like, you know, sometimes you get a red flag at a really exciting point and it mixes everything up. Sometimes you get it at a really bad point and it just kind of just ruins everything, right? Mm. That's just part and parcel with, with the luck with, with, with red flags. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess looking at it from that perspective, it was neither here nor there. Mm. Um I, it was almost a downside for you, of course, because we were uh, because of our time zones and how this worked. We were watching it before we started our, our working days. Yeah. So any sort of delay means, uh oh, yep. we don't need this right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. Um, it's yeah. the, the race started at, or the formations lap starts at started at six a.m. and I start work at eight. So I'm like, yeah. if there's any stoppages, it's, it's tight. real touch and go. <laughs> and then the red flag came out. I'm like, oh god, I'm not going to see the end of the race. Uh, and as it turns out, I missed so, the last like. Five or six laps, something. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So, um, yeah, but I think, yeah, the kind of solid. Yeah, Max was in was in control of that, and we still had some other fights going on. But yeah, it would have been interesting mm. to see how a few of those things would have played out. I guess it did cool all the cars down as well. True. Again, that yep. maybe yep. Ferrari were just playing super cool, and then other teams might have struggled to overtake them coming back through because they would have been super overheated. Mm. We don't really know. Um, I still think it was still, you know, a, a decent. You know, ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for, so those for, things going on. Like you, I think you mentioned in the in the preview, like it, it's it's a good it's good for the Mexican Grand Prix. Like the compared to last year's one, which was a bit of a snooze fest. Like yeah. this one was actually interesting. You know, we did see um, a lot of overtaking, mainly a lot of it by Norris and like Sonoda, the ones coming back through the field with obviously faster cars. But even like you, I think you alluded to the the Hamilton one on Leclerc where he went down the inside. Um, yeah, what a what a great move that was to watch. Good by move. the way, it's unbelievable. And I, I was I was I was talking to you as well in um, just like Messenger and talked about how this is sort of the different. I feel like this is the the little difference between Hamilton and Russell as well is that Hamilton can do that sort of move like when he needs to. Uh, you know, they, they always talk about, oh, yeah, he needs to get past this driver soon so he can catch up to this driver, you know. And Hamilton's able to do it, I feel like, two or three laps earlier than Russell would be able to. Like, Russell sort of has yep. to work his way up to it. And it's like, okay, yep. now he has to push a bit harder and now he has to break a bit deeper. And, oh, it didn't work that lap. So that's a go. And Hamilton just sends it the second he knows he's got any sort of run and he's able to make it stick. And I feel like that's just the... They're both obviously exceptionally talented drivers, but I feel like that's where Hamilton has that has that edge is in that, that wheel-to-wheel race craft. Um, yeah. Is, yeah. It's just... It's it's one of the best on the grid. It's it's hard to argue with it. Like he is still, this is the reason why people say he's one of the best. Is moves like that, and he's able to pull it off, and he does it so consistently. So yeah, um, yeah. The the fact that they're actually starting to get a car that can potentially challenge the Red Bulls, maybe not this year, but potentially next year. It's it it is it's boding for some uh some some good racing ahead. But uh, yeah, um. I I don't know if you want to talk about anything else before we we sort of briefly touch on some of the uh, investigations that they had in qualifying because I want to touch on that. <laughs> yeah, we can move on to it. Yeah, yeah, look again, we had a pretty you know intense midfield. Mm. Um, you know, with I guess with um, Checo DNFing. Mm. Um, the Astons, I think we said, were basically a no-show. They just really didn't like this place again, yep. I guess, because if we're talking about car efficiency, yeah, as much as it was ironic that at places early in, like, Saudi Arabia, yeah. you think their car seems so in tune, which needs car efficiency. 
Derovers are quite lost here, right? Um, I think they're, they're, I think they're lost in general. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think so, they just don't know what they're doing. Be interesting to see again how they... It's really just next year how they recoup, right? So that's, that's yeah. something to keep track of. Um, I guess Albon did get a P9. I feel like he could have done... Like you say, he had his issues. Uh, he, he'll be disappointed yeah. with that throughout the whole weekend for yeah. sure. Like it's still, you know, good good points for them. Hopefully, mm. to secure that seventh, which would be massive. But yep. he will be yeah, not disappointed. Uh, uh, he'll be very disappointed with that. So yeah, um, and it's yeah, yep. Go on. I was going to say just on a track that you know again or throughout all the weekend up to qualifying, he looked really strong. He should have been in Q three. And then track limits meant he got knocked out, which is why we had Joe That's in the top right. ten. So yes. that definitely hurt him as well. I feel like he could have yeah. been running higher up if, because um, he looked, you know, the, the pace he had in Q in qualifying. I feel like in the race he did whatever they did, or if they've just found the right whatever, yeah. uh, he did look a little bit stronger in the race as well. So I think that's probably a missed opportunity for him. Um, but you know the fact that he still managed to score points regardless shows that they they're doing something right. So yeah, yeah. really punishing track limits. Like it was just yeah. clear track limits. Yeah. That that curb is interesting because the drivers were saying you really need to take a lot of that curb, mm. and the car, especially in quality, can look very clumsy because you have to set it up for a good run to three. Yeah. It's like the more curb you take, you set it up better, mm. but then the more of the curb you actually go over. So you unsettle the car more, you have more chance to damage it or just to completely unsettle it. So the fact is he went for it and took more curb than obviously anyone else did because no one yeah. else got a track yeah. limits there. Yeah. And it paid off for a good lap, but he got punished mm. for it. It's just like, ah, oh, it's just unlucky how it worked out. Yeah. You, know, you feel bad for him that he went for it. It paid off in the at the time but then yeah you look at it and you go yeah actually you look at a vacuum and go you can't just <laughs> cut you're basically just cutting the corner really like it's yeah, a curve yeah. there but still yeah. it was a pure corner you can call it track limits this is more a corner cut really so yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it makes it yeah difference to look at it that way so unfortunate but um yeah yeah so again we'll, we'll um it's of... good to see at least things things aren't simmering down towards the end of the year. Sometimes yeah. things simmer down, the title's over, but with so much to play for. You know, I don't even pay attention to like, the driver's standings, but I know there's so much close everywhere yeah, there. Yeah, it's drivers, all the team standings, have... yeah. Like... Yeah, and it's something they've talked on a lot, especially with, um, gosh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Lance is saying that a lot of team personnel as well get bonuses based on how their side of the garage does and why there's so much oh, around Lance Stroll compared to Alonso because they know Alonso's done so well and Stroll, you know, although... Yeah, they are... Uh, Stroll's the side of the garage about that to dis- defect, yeah. yeah. They could see that disparity, yeah. So it does yeah. matter, not just for the driver, but, you know, that, that oh. can matter to, to team personnel as well. And, you know, investors, there's a lot of investment, of course, in, yeah. you know, it's Aston Martin still the brand. It is Lawrence Stroll there, but it's still a massive car brand that wants to see it do well, so... Mm. It, it just means, yeah, towards the end of the year, we're still, yeah, hopefully going to see um everyone going balls to the wall. Hopefully three good races, but we'll look to those anyway. But yes, that was all I wanted to say. I will let yep. you take the floor to our yeah. to next phase. Yeah, okay. So the FIA, uh, or the, the stewards, I should say, had a had a field day during um, qualifying. There was a, a lot to go through. Um, the, the only ones I really wanted to talk about, uh, like we, we've already mentioned that Sergeant got... Um, the the ten place penalty for I think it was not 
was it not slowing under yellow flags when it, when Alonso had his spin? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, that one was not pretty slowing or overtaking or some something like that. Yeah, not back. Yeah, uh, that one was pretty cut and dry when we saw the onboard, and I'm pretty sure he just like just straight up didn't lift at all. He just like powered through. <laughs> you saw, yeah. yeah, saw Alonso spin the yellow flags, and he just like, nah, fuck this, I'm going. Um, yeah, he knew that Alonso bended on purpose to secure of his course. Uh, Q2. Of course, of course, yes, yeah. He's yeah, like, I've seen this one on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. Hey, I've seen this one before. Yeah, I'm s- not slow enough. <laughs> I saw Checo do this at Monaco that one year. I'm I nervous. saw Rosberg do it in yeah. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Schumacher in oh Schumacher got penalized maybe not him oh, well, bad example <laughs> scrap <Yeah. laughs> um, but uh, yeah they, I mean we saw the the Hamilton one was an interesting one because actually even at the time of, of seeing it um, I actually for whatever reason they had the my eyes were really drawn to it they had the track map up with where all the drivers were when the the yellow flag it had it was one of those where it was the yellow flag came up and then for like two or three seconds it went away and then it came back up again before it went away again. And I, at that moment, I looked up and Hamilton was literally right at the corner of the accident. And then they came up and noted that Hamilton was being investigated. Yeah. And I'm like, he shouldn't get a penalty for that if the, the yeah. yellow flag has done that on track and on the on the thing as well. And as it turns out, I was right. It was, I don't know why I saw that, but I saw that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. So yeah, um, I think yeah. even when they were in the zone, they even seen look, they could see a slight lift. One of these yes. strange ones where mm. even you're in yellows and sometimes if they just show a lift, which is an intent to slow down, mm. then it's enough because I guess they're being conscious enough to recognize it. There is a car They've on shown the track, some yeah. input. Oof. Even if they're not slowing down mm. that much, they're still not just like ignoring it, you know, yep. which is the big thing. They say, if, you, if it looks like you're ignoring it, that's bad. Because yes. if suddenly there's a car stuck in the road, if you're conscious enough for it, these are still F1 cars. They can slow very fast. They can turn very fast, you mm. know, so yep. um, that's kind of why he got cleared. And plenty of others went, went through there as we saw it. It kind of drilled some of the excitement down that we had from that yeah. point with everyone going into their last lap. We got the classic guy near the front of the queue spins out. Yep. After all this faffing about in the pit lane and, you know, all of that jazz where everyone's taking yeah. their time to set it up and then it yep. doesn't matter anyway. You should have just kept the car in the garage. Yep. And <laughs> yep. Save the tyres. Exactly. Save the engine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one I wanted to talk about is, I mean, this this is a, a, a broader conversation, a wider conversation topic, but the the big issue has obviously always been the reason why they brought in these, like, minimum lap times for, for qualifying is to stop people backing up at, you know, in the third sector um, and potentially ruining other people's laps, getting really like in other people's way. And it's just generally general danger, general danger. Exactly. Um, And it just, just looks super, super clumsy. Um, Not that this doesn't, of course, but uh, this is what uh, drivers have now resorted to because I guess they have to, like, like yes. you say, they um they have to build that gap. Everyone obviously wants to come out. So you have one driver comes out, and then all of a sudden there's twenty drivers in the pit lane all vying for this position. They have to meet this minimum lap time. They can't slow on the track to build that gap on a track, particularly at this track where, as you say, running in any sort of dirty air at all is just like you can't do it and you have to bring yeah. these tires in so so gently to even have that performance by the end of the lap that this is yes. the only option that they had um they my point is is that they didn't i think it was uh verstappen russell and alonso all did this thing where they sort of either slowed 
really like a, a huge amount or just stopped at the end of the pit lane holding up other drivers to try and build that gap. Um, none of them ended up getting penalized. Um, this is despite them saying at Singapore that not penalizing Max was the wrong decision. That is actually, good point, yep. incorrect. Oh, Media okay. all weekend have that wrong. Oh, they do. What okay. that was attributed to, I think, was Max holding up Yuki during qualifying. And they said that that was the incident right, that okay. they should have done yep. wrong. Everyone at Sky got it wrong. There was people mm. on Reddit saying, someone needs to tell them they've got it wrong because they're spreading there misinformation. That was not ah. the comment they made on it. They did note it. But that's not the one they said they should have done different. So, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. No one realized it. That's the problem. So mm. it gave people the impression this was a bigger issue than it was. And people going, go. why didn't okay. they get penalties? And that's why the FIA came out and they basically said, noted, we know we need to do something bigger picture. Yeah. We probably need to wait till the break. And of course, everyone's response to that was to say, well, hold on. That's not what you said at Singapore. Mm. But then you didn't get that back and forth of them saying, no, it's not. That was for the other incident. So see. come okay. on, Sky. Uh... No, one, no one from their team realized and went, no, that's not what it's for. Damn. It was, ah. Uh... got me again. <laughs> I, I, f I forgot about that until you just yeah. said it. I'm like, I read about that. I read about it. <laughs> I'm glad one of us did because that would have been real bad yes. if we uploaded but this. But that is very that important as to why it was kind of mm. pulled off without much discussion. Because sure. logically, as you say, if they said it was a problem then they'd look at it, well, then it was like, well, we expected potentially many drivers to get penalties or notes and yet it was only Sergeant that got one, which yeah, is funny yeah. in the way, because he was down there anyway. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's bloody useless. It's like, no one got one anyway. Sergeant. So, um, ah, give him a penalty. Yeah, exactly. I have to give someone a penalty. Ah, Who's give it that to bloody American? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yes. Okay, no, but, um, that makes, that makes yeah. more sense now. Yeah. And it was fortunate that no one... Act, like, I think this would have been a much bigger deal if a driver couldn't get their lap time in because of a this. Right? Everyone's still at it. Whatever year it was. Where yes, the Monza thing. And even when you looked at, like... The closest example we have, I think, is 2000 and... I think it was seven or eight when... Um, uh, Alonso and Hamilton were teammates and there was Hungary where they were faffing about and Alonso yeah, held in the, in the pits, pits so Hamilton would lose his lap. That's right. Different thing, but still similar enough where if they yeah. had have held and someone could have missed their lap they didn't have a way to get through, that would have been bad. In reality, there's other drivers, although it's not ideal to sit in the pit lane, they still would have waited to get some kind of gap anyway. I mean, mm. the others kind of left, but they then kind of had enough time in their pocket to drive around slowly and still um create the gaps yeah. um, anyway. So... Uh, yeah, I think the FI have said, you know, obviously this is an ideal, but we you, there's it's a balance better than, here, right? It's we, better than the alternative, yeah. Yes, we can't have Singapore where there's three cars wide and people are flying through and there's going to be a massive accident yeah. and all sorts, right? That's horrible. But it's also not ideal to have people parked up making, you know, gaps, but then they need gaps, so it's like... Yeah. You know, uh, I, th I think the teams recognize it. None of the teams really came out to say this is a farce because they all just go, th yeah, again, as you say, this is still better than maybe the alternative. Yeah, it's um, kind of a necessary evil at the moment, I feel like. Yes, so. and then you don't have people trying to pass each other on the track and get through and all that jazz, which causes so much faff about. You get a little bit of it, but not as much with this. So yep. I think it's one of those which has to go to the off-season. We just get through the year. Mm. And then, yeah, they'll probably go back, look at bigger pictures, say to the teams, what do we need to do here, right? Yeah. You know, yep. so we'll have to see. But um Yeah. It still looked quite funny. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I think it's still it's less it's less farcical at least. Like it still looks clunky and a bit a bit silly, but it's it's way you know when you see those onboards of like drivers coming through on their fast laps and they're literally having to like slalom through like 
what feels like a, yeah. a, a traffic jam of drivers just to try and make it through in sector three where they're all just parked up trying to find space for their lap. Nearly. Can you fucking, imagine a circuit like yeah. this? It would have been yeah. dire. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stadium the side of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no chance. Someone would have crashed into someone. Like, and we even had know. those close calls with the Ferraris in um was it was it practice or was it Q three? Where they had close calls with traffic, one with a Haas and one with an Aston Martin. Uh, Signs actually spun. Oh yes, when that's Lance right. was there yep, too. Yep, yeah, yep, I remember those. So um, if, yeah, traffic was already an issue, and yet we didn't have this queuing thing. So yep. who knows how how much of a problem that could have been? Yeah, so. yeah. But like I said, it's a, it's a broader talking point. Like I said, we maybe even like postseason, we can sort of discuss. I think so. The idea it's a of topic. it uh, a bit further. Yeah, if we can maybe have a think on what yeah. we, we'd suggest to yeah. do for it. If you have any thoughts about what you would do, leave them in, in the comments and uh, maybe we'll send them to Mr. <laughs> Mr. FIA. Domenicali, we'll take yep. your credit. Mr. Domenicali. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's... I mean, I, I mean, I had other things, but I feel like we've covered all the, all the bases yeah. pretty much. But uh, yeah, honestly, like it wasn't... Wasn't too bad for the, Max Me the Mexican Grand Prix. Wow, that's what we should call this video. <laughs> the Mexican Grand Prix. The Mexican oh, Grand Prix. Oh, God, what a... What a uh, I'm glad I got nice. that one. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but that's... Uh, it's was, it was pretty good for the Mexican Grand Prix. I it's, and I think it, again, just proves that it is so, so close. Um, and I think Brazil will be fascinating to see particularly being a sprint weekend as well hope it's, so yes yeah but uh we will see uh stay tuned for that for our preview for the uh brazilian grand prix uh hopefully this one comes out before it we are recording this probably a day or two later than we normally would so if it does come out maybe the day after then that's just how it is but um yeah if you have watched this then maybe go back and watch the Me the not mexican the brazilian preview or We're wait back to mexico <laughs> or, or wait a few hours that it'll be out and then watch it then <laughs> it's this triple head is doing my head in i don't know what i don't know what week it is anymore where are we um <laughs> but yeah stay huh? <laughs> who are you uh stay tuned for that thanks everyone for listening and watching and we'll see you very very soon take care ciao